You are Locked On Chargers, your daily Los Angeles Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this Monday, October 30th episode of the Locked On Chargers podcast, an episode that is being brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. And if you sign up now and use promo code Locked On, they will match your initial deposit up to 100%. That's MyBookie.ag. I am your host, Matthew Stanley. You can find me on Twitter at BoltFanInDenver or at LockedOnLAC. Today is Game Review Monday, and we definitely have some things to talk about following the 21-13 loss against the New England Patriots yesterday. I stand by what I said on Friday, that this was a winnable game. The Patriots didn't so much beat the Chargers as it was the Chargers who lost to the Patriots. The, Los Angeles was clearly outcoached, and they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly, especially on special teams. In my opinion, the the defense did their job well enough for the Chargers to have won. They were able to keep the Patriots under 100 yards rushing, and yeah, they gave up about 330-ish pass yards, but that was on 47 pass attempts. The, The Chargers' offense was just so bad at extending drives and controlling the clock that the Patriots were able to run 82 plays on offense. 82 plays! The Chargers only ran 52 plays. It's it's pretty hard to put more points on the board than the other team when they have the ball for 30 more offensive plays than you do. <sighs> so uh, let's dive into the game here. On, on the first drive, the Chargers get the ball because the Patriots won and did the standard defer that the Patriots always do when they win. And when they win the toss, and the Chargers got the ball right off the bat, and they tried to get cute on offense right away, which I didn't understand. In the first drive, the offense ran nine plays, and six of them were runs. And out of those six, they included a wildcat formation with a direct snap to Gordon with Rivers split out wide, and a jet sweep to Travis Benjamin. <laughs> Now, if, I mean, if, you, if you're going to say that, that their strategy was to run the ball and control the clock and wear the, the defensive front seven of the Patriots out, okay, but you don't do that by running sweeps to the outside and running a wildcat that could go any direction. So I didn't like the fact that Well, I mean, it was also raining, too, so I could understand, you know, trying to commit to the run. But the Patriots had the worst pass defense in the league going into this game. And you just completely throw that out the window right off the bat. I I don't understand why they didn't, you know, didn't start attacking that. It's, It's one thing to run the ball, but running the ball for the sake of running the ball doesn't help anybody. If If your opponent has a weakness, you try to exploit it. So, anyway, after those first nine plays, the the Chargers had the ball on fourth and maybe one, and honestly, it looked a little less than one, from the Patriots' 32-yard line. So they were kind of in no-man's land, especially when you consider Nick Novak is the kicker, and he's basically questionable beyond 49 yards, even in perfect conditions. And for some reason, Anthony Lynn decided not to go for it. He decided to send Nick Novak out in 
far less than ideal conditions to try a 51-yard field goal. And predictably, he missed it. So then the defense goes out. That I mean, the, the, the Patriots take over there at their own 32-yard line, and the defense forces a three and out and gets the ball back. And right off the bat, your first special teams miscue happens where Travis Benjamin waved for the fair catch but didn't you know yell out for anybody to back off or anything and Rayshon Jenkins gets blocked and kind of backs right into the ball luckily it lands right in his hands so he's able to fall on it and contain it but I mean it could have been a turnover right there it deep deep in their own territory I think it was on the 12 yard line so special teams definitely didn't start off with a very good day, a missed field goal and almost a turn, almost a muff punt to a turnover back to back. So, but it worked out a little bit because the chargers kept the ball. And two plays later, Melvin Gordon ties the chargers record for longest run in team history with an 87 yard run up the right side. Uh, it was a beautiful run. The, the blocking was absolutely perfect. Uh, Dan Feeney made an outstanding second-level block. He got out to the second level and took out a Landon Roberts, who was coming downhill to the hole. Hunter Henry had a great block, and Gordon had just enough speed to outrun everybody uh, down to the goal line, where he got in for a touchdown. The next defensive drive from the Chargers is where you start to see that the Chargers were being outcoached. I mentioned it on Friday that, yes, the Chargers generate a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but they had better be ready for what happens after that because Tom Brady leads the league with a passer rating of 141.3 when he's being pressured. And the Chargers started generating pressure on that drive, and Brady started dumping it off really quick to the running backs. And the Chargers either didn't have linebackers on the field because of playing mostly in that 4-1-6 formation that they like recently, or the linebackers and safeties that were there didn't, or DBs that were there just didn't look ready for it. Everything underneath was open. And the drive capped off with a touchdown pass to Gronkowski that was, it was just too easy. Kyle Emanuel in coverage versus Gronk is asking for bad things to happen. And if you go look at Garrett Sisti's Twitter, you'll see that <laughs> there was a very obvious pick play uh, that didn't get called against the Chargers. I mean, again, uh, that went against the Chargers that didn't get called against the Patriots. So, I mean, it was it was a good drive from the Patriots, a lot of dink and dunk, um, and they just chewed it up, and the Chargers bend and then broke on that drive. Now, before I keep going here, I, I want to talk to you about mybookie.ag again. Uh, even before I started this podcast, people were asking me, who to bet on, uh, like I said, who, do you bet on the Patriots or Chargers? Hope you didn't bet on the Chargers this week, Denver or Kansas City. Well, I mean, I've always been a bit hesitant telling people who to bet on because I kind of bet with my heart. And so what I do tell them is I give them advice on where to bet, and I tell them to go to mybookie.ag. And right now they're offering to match up to 100% of your initial deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word, L O C K E D O N. There's a lot of sports books out there, but mybookie.ag is the best, and it's the only sports book I advise people to use. 
They've been around for years, their reputation's rock solid, and they have 100% cash bonuses, so you're making money right off the bat for doing nothing. They also pay out extremely fast. Two business days after you request your money, you have it. Check them out on mobile, on your computer. Either way, just visit mybookie.ag. So the Chargers then get the ball back and go three and out on three straight runs, including another wildcat formation on third and short, which fails to get three yards. This time, Brandon Oliver was taking the direct snap. And this is where the play calling just really started to get to me. I mean, I I was listening to the game uh, when it happened live. I, I went back and I watched the game this morning, but I was on the road for the game yesterday. And so... I, just, I couldn't understand why I was hearing on third and short that Brandon Oliver was getting a direct snap. I mean, why are you getting cute with the Wildcat on third down versus a Patriots team who's last in the league versus the pass and missing one of their best two cornerbacks in Stephen Gilmore? Why? I, you, you have Hunter Henry, who is borderline uncoverable lately, and Keenan Allen, who leads the league in receptions for a first down on third down. Why? I mean, I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but at the half, Rivers only had five pass attempts. Five. Against the league's worst pass defense. To me, that is just unforgivably bad play calling. So, anyway, the, the Chargers go three and out, then they force the Patriots to punt on their next drive, And that's when Travis Benjamin left his brain at home. He, I think, (laughs) I saw somebody tweet the other day that after the game that Travis Benjamin may have just been the first person in NFL history to return a punt for a safety. It was that bad. Benjamin not only muffed the punt, but then he ran backwards, which you, first of all, you should almost never run backwards unless you have plenty of time to do it and you're running away from maybe one guy. But he runs backwards from the eight-yard line, where there's almost nowhere to run backwards anyway. And he goes all the way back into the end zone, where he gets demolished by the Patriots for his safety. This wipes out everything good he did last week. Just a completely boneheaded play. After the muff, you think he would have been happy to just jump out of bounds like he does on almost every other play. But some for some reason, he decided to try and be the hero and not only cost the Chargers a possession, but put two points on the board for the Patriots. And it was just, it was all bad. It just sucked the momentum and life out of everything. It was so bad to see. The Patriots continued to dink and dunk their way down the field after they get the ball back off the free kick and came away with a field goal. The Chargers basically sold out defending the deep ball, and everything underneath was open. Like I brought up on Friday, the Patriots had the number one passing offense in the league and were averaging almost 11 explosive plays per game, which means a pass over 15 yards or a run of more than 11 yards. Now, the Chargers committed to preventing that, and they actually succeeded. They only gave up six of those explosive plays in the whole game, which is about half of what the Patriots had been averaging. But what it meant is that the that Brady was able to dink and dunk, and there was a lot open underneath to crossing patterns and uh, throws to the, to the running backs. 
So in the Chargers' last real possession of the first half, because they got the ball back and ran at one time with 20 seconds left, so I'm not going to count that. But in basically their last real possession of the first half, the Chargers once again found themselves in an enviable third and short, which you'd normally would like to see. But then again, they tried to get cute by running a pick play with Tyrell Williams coming on the slant inside and expecting rookie Mike Williams, who is playing like his 25th NFL snap at that point, I think. They're expecting him to take on, make a successful pick on that play, and he fails to get it. So then Tyrell can't make the catch, fourth down, and it's time to punt the ball back to the Patriots. So now it's basically the two-minute warning I'm already ready to fire Ken Wisenhunt at this point. I mean, the offensive play calling in that first half was such a head scratcher. They didn't they didn't do anything to keep the ball out of the Patriots' hands because they went away from everything that was working. They didn't target Hunter Henry except I think once in each half and they went away from their solid receivers. I mean, they, they kept trying to force the ball to Tyrell Williams, and it just kept not working. And they went away from the runs that had been working for the offense and tried to get cute with jet sweeps and wildcat formations. I mean, you just that you don't do that against the Patriots. Yeah, you need to, you know, not be so predictable, but you don't need to pull out trick plays from a high school playbook to you know to try and confuse the Patriots defense because it's just it's it's you don't have the personnel to run the package and your guys obviously haven't done enough done it enough to make it effective I just I really didn't like all the cute play calling from Ken Wisenhunt in the first half so going into the half the Chargers had dealt with god-awful play calling terrible special teams and we're somehow still down, only down 7-15 to 15 versus a top three offense in the NFL. The defense, I mean, you can criticize them a little bit for some dumb penalties and some missed tackles. But at this point, they were doing enough to keep the Chargers in the game. They were pulling their own weight. So then the second half starts and more bad special teams right off the bat. The Chargers have to redo the opening kickoff for the second half because of an offsides penalty on Tenny Palapoy, and the second kick results in a 71-yard return for the Patriots. Then the Chargers' defense picks it up a little bit, and also with a little luck, they force three straight incompletions from Tom Brady, which almost never happens, and it's... That was number three, four, and five consecutively because he finished the first half with two incompletions. So he was on five incompletions in a row. And then Steven Gostkowski comes out and misses the field goal, which is also something that doesn't happen very often. So the Chargers get the ball back, and apparently someone had told Wiz at halftime how bad the Patriots' pass defense was. And they came out with four straight pass attempts, and six out of the total seven plays on the drive were passes. Well, five out of the six were. I assume the six would have been, but Phillip Rivers ran for negative 20 yards and knocked the ball out of his own hands to take a 20-yard sack. But I'm assuming that was going to be a pass. 
And then, so now you've got another self-inflicted wound that came up at a crucial time. It knocked the Chargers out of field goal range, and they had to punt again. The Chargers' defense continued to play well enough in, to win in the second half. The, the pressure started increasing a little bit in the second half. Um, it, Brady was having to throw the ball a little quicker than he wanted, and he, had, he actually had to throw it away on a few plays, and he even got sacked by Des King at one point because he had to tuck it and try and run. Um, and it was, it was mostly because the team was finally able to start getting pressure with their four man front, which helped them on the back end prevent those explosive plays. So the chargers then were able to force another 43 yard attempt from Goskowski, uh, and he missed a second time, which blew my mind. I couldn't believe that he missed twice. I thought something had happened with my audio feed and, that it, you know, put me back 20 minutes. And the Chargers got the ball back and did what they should have been doing the whole time, and they flew down the field passing the ball. They they got a little help from a pass interference call on Keenan Allen that was obvious, and they capped it off with a really nice 24-yard touchdown pass to Travis Benjamin. And for anybody who was paying attention it, they were helped out because they had pretty much ignored passes to the right side of the field the entire game. I think that was one of three passes to the right side. And so they just weren't ready for it, and Travis Benjamin just burned Malcolm Butler's speed and got back to the end zone. When the when the Patriots had the ball, I'm not going to keep repeating myself here, but the, the defense just continued to do what they're good at. They continued to bend but not break. You know, they missed a couple tackles, but... Once they got down into Chargers territory, they were really able to buckle down. And they, I mean, they did everything that they could have done to keep the Chargers in a position to win the game. The Patriots had the ball for 14 more minutes than the Chargers offense. And the Chargers were still only down by eight points in the final minute of the game, driving to try and tie it. So I don't know what more you could have asked for the de- from the defense other than maybe trying to get a turnover. But they they did their job to keep the score down and keep the offense in a position where they could win the game. And speaking of that final drive, Travis Benjamin made another huge mental error when instead of running out of bounds, he cost the team about 16 seconds of valuable clock time. When he cut it back inside to try and get an extra like three or four yards rather than just running out of bounds. It just, it ate up a ton of clock and it was just so dumb. I was screaming at my computer this morning when I watched it. Uh, But Rivers made some pretty good passes on the final drive. He was, he was pretty much on point. And the first time I heard what happened on that final pass, it kind of came up short and got picked off. I thought that was Rivers just making a bad pass, but Apparently, what I've been told is that Rivers said after the game that Williams was supposed to come back for the ball, that it was designed for him to come back and catch the ball at the two or three yard line and then try and get into the end zone. I I mean, I guess I don't I don't understand that play call. I mean, they drafted Mike Williams because he's that jump ball guy. And then you don't give him that jump ball opportunity when the game is on the line. I just I didn't understand that. I. I thought you, you know, you have a better chance at the miracle jump ball than you do at the probably slightly safer completion, uh, just shy of the end zone, and then trying to get into it. So that was just questionable to me. Um, 
Uh, final note here, I think you noticed I didn't mention the other pick play, the one that did get called on Tyrell Williams that you know cost the Chargers a touchdown. I don't believe that was a pick play. I think it was a crap call, uh, especially considering what the Patriots got away with. Uh, but it was it was a crap call in my opinion. When you when you look at the replay, Travis Benjamin, I mean uh, Tyrell Williams, almost if he does make contact, it's you know barely any contact. And what what really happened is that the two defenders ran into each other. Uh, it doesn't look to me like Tyrell Williams, you know, lo- lowered his shoulder or you know tried to do an effective pick it was it I mean if he was trying it was awful um but yeah that was a that was a crap call but again the refs didn't decide this game the Chargers did this was a Chargers team loss all in all this was a winnable game the defense despite having an increase in missed tackles again over last week kind of getting back into their old ways and having a few dumb penalties, they did well enough well enough for the Chargers to win. However, despite their best efforts, the bad offensive play calling and one of the most pathetic special teams performances I've ever seen, it and to be honest, the questionable decisions from Anthony Lynn. There was a couple timeouts that I thought were weird in the second half, and that decision not to go for it on fourth down and twice not to go for it on fourth down, both in the first quarter with the long field goal and late in the game when, I mean, you you can't really that you can't really expect to get the ball back because of how long and sustained most of the Patriots' drives were. To not go for it on those two fourth and short situations was kind of questionable to me. So when you wrap all that up, it was just it was too much to overcome, and if. <laughs> If, if it wasn't Anthony Lynn's first year as a head coach, I'd probably be calling for Ken Wisenhunt to be fired right now because since they're heading into the bye week. But it's obvious based on those those questionable decisions that Anthony Lynn had, he needs to focus on learning how to be a head coach right now and putting the additional responsibility of calling plays on him. Just It, it wouldn't do any good for him in the long run. And I don't know how many more wins it would even get the team. So I don't know what to do there. I mean, I guess you just kind of wither away the rest of the season and get rid of Wiz at the end of the season. They should have probably fired him before the start of the season and brought in somebody new. But at this point, you're stuck with him. Uh, but I think they probably should make a change on special teams. I think the they should fire the special teams coordinator. Yeah, Travis Benjamin messing up isn't entirely his fault. But special teams as a whole is looking really bad right now. Blocking, decisions on when to return kicks, it just all looks bad, and I think he should probably be fired. You you need to make a change, and it it can start with him. I mean, <laughs> something something needs to give. Somebody needs to be held accountable. And after this, after you know, starting the season the way they have a change needs to be made somewhere. So my vote is fire the special teams coordinator. So there you have it. Uh, thanks again for listening to this Monday episode of Locked on Chargers. Again, it was brought to you by mybookie.ag. 
Head on over to their site and take advantage of the promo code Locked On to have them match your initial deposit up to 100% so you can use some of their money to bet on your favorite sports. I'll be going into more detail on what went well and what didn't go well for the Chargers this week and the next couple of days. And then uh, we'll get into some bye week stuff. Uh, Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And remember to tell your friends, family, coworkers, anyone you know who's a Chargers fan, tell them about the show, tell them to take a listen, tell them to subscribe. And also, as a heads up, we are just pushing out a new website for the show, uh, LockedOnChargers.com. We'll be posting all the episodes there as well. And we'll eventually be starting to post some some of our own content in written form. So look out for that. Thanks, everybody, and uh, I hope this week treats you better than the weekend treated you.